Support for Waveform comes from Visible. With Visible, you get a one-time plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sounds pretty good. So why isn't Visible for everyone? Well, Visible doesn't do stores. So you can manage your plan, chat to customer service, update your eSIM, all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extra stuff that costs you extra money. So if you don't want a wireless plan that focuses on the wireless part, by all means, do not switch today at Visible.com. Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees, we're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. Just kidding. That was me twice. Marquez is gone. He is out, but a lot of people have said you sound like him, so you thought... Yeah, I don't think I sound like him at all. If there's an audio listener out there that got fooled... Let us check know. your hearing. <laughs> I honestly do not think I saw like. Marquez I don't think so, really. No. Um, Marquez isn't here because he is in California for the WFDF beach world ultimate tournament he is playing for team usa yeah it's a lot of waters ultimate the least confusing sport (laughs) team usa team usa he is playing on the mixed team but he is representing usa which is pretty sick wow a couple other uh players over there sadie jersky and sean mott love them uh east coasters where is excited to see all of them play I forget. Somewhere in California. Nice. Just, you know, little California, just like right down somewhere there. Somewhere in California, yeah. Not it's on the beach. State. It's on the beach. It's the beach ultimate okay. worlds. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. All you right. know that spot, right? The what the spot? The local California. You know where that is? Uh, the beach? <laughs> There's a lot of coastline, <laughs> <Yes>. Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But anyways, Marquez yeah. isn't with us, but we yeah. do have a soundbite of him so he can still stick with us in spirit. Adam, can you play that? Whoops. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> that's exactly. That will so be all of So we can use that whenever anything um, is a problem. Exactly. We'll just have Marquez come is back it in with in us. Is it in Huntington Beach? That sounds correct. Did you just dox our boss? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, he's missing a kind of crazy week. We had an Apple event. It was the scary, fast, 30-minute Apple event. Very quick. Uh, new M3 chips announced this week. We also got some stuff with Meta's new subscription model for Facebook and Instagram in Europe. And also, the U.S. is issuing an executive order around artificial intelligence. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Um, They're probably but, doing something about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that all later. But before that, David, Adam, Ellis, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Even though this episode's after <laughs> Halloween... I have a spooky question for you. Oh, no. All right. Yes. We've seen chat, chat GPT in like a million different products this year. But have you heard of? Well, ha- <laughs> what is a product that you think, this is a product we've covered in the past before, would be the most terrifying to add chat GPT and just like generative AI oh, to? Oh, God. Are you asking what product have we covered that would be the most terrifying or just what would be the most terrifying application? Well, I'm saying period. what would you what is a product it would be terrifying to be in? And the hint I'm giving you is we have covered okay. this product before. Excluding the hint, my answer is I know it's drywall. Just drywall. Okay. <laughs> if all of your walls could talk to you at any moment, I would just I would feel like I'm going insane. Yep. Fair. I missed the drywall video we did, but um <laughs> all right. yeah. Astro? 
Even that was going to be my answer. I want it to be Astro, actually. It imagine, would be a little terrifying. But imagine Astro, but with like real capabilities. That um, sounds great. So the coffin and also scary. The coffin. <laughs> um, I have a video. I have a video here that you guys can coffin click. GPT. It's um, Boston Dynamics. Oh no! <laughs> and this video, I want you guys to like. You can open it quickly and. Shall we commence our journey? The charging station. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Is our first point of interest. Oh, no. Welcome to Boston Dynamics. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, you guys know Spot, the uh, four-legged Boston Dynamics robot. Mm -hmm. Effectively, they added a natural language model to it. Whoops. And, um, yep. <laughs> yep. That's going to be a bigger problem when they, when they add it to Atlas. Um, yeah. But it talks at you, but it has no eyes, so it's just flap is moving. Well, because it's the boss. That's actually um, there's a module that you can put on top that kind of almost looks like a snake head, which is used yeah. to like open door handles and stuff. Right. Um, so essentially, they they took that and like kind of I don't know if it's in the spirit of Halloween, but they put like googly eyes and like a little <laughs> butler hat and a mustache on it. Oh um, and they added ChatGPT and a couple other AI functions to let it use the camera and. No, oh, no. I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> controlling where it moves, but it's able to use the camera and voice input to talk back to you. There's a couple couple of options there, or examples they show in there. They ask it to sing a haiku or to ex say a haiku based on like where it is. They ask it a couple mm -hmm. things about um, inside of the factory, and they they also give it a bunch of different like characters. Like one's like a Shakespearean actor, and it talks in like poetry almost and um some of it's it's cute the way they show it terrifying thinking about the way it, yeah it could be used i guess um yeah boston dynamics is really cool we've met them there's some super nice people but just seeing this add to it is kind of horrifying can yeah. it control its movements do we know i do not necessarily know about that i, I want to say yes because there was one part where he specifically says like it is not having thoughts. But then directly after that, they talk about how they asked, like, the teenage... Like, they gave it, like, a teenage uh, personality uh -huh. and asked to show where it came from. And it went to, like, spot model one or version one, like, to show them where it's, like, parents like it were. It, like, walked it over and showed them that. Or that's what they said. They didn't show it, but like that was where I was like, "This feels like it's already thinking far too much for what it is." Yeah, typically like huh? these videos, I feel like they're very choreographed, and like yeah. that's why I'm always like, "Oh, it's funny, but it's not really scary because they like probably rehearsed this for like two." But if it's like making it up on the fly as it goes with ChatGPT, that's a little bit yeah. That that was a story <laughs> they told. A lot of the stuff they showed were like basically the exact same examples over and over again and it just reacting to things like it talks about going to this qr code calibration sent like place but based on the character it gave it it called the qr code something different um dang which was like cool to see how chat gpt figured it out but yeah then when you see a robot walking around yeah, <laughs> and a, a mouth moving it's... we talk about anthropomorphizing uh these natural language processing models and this is literally anthropomorphized yeah so yeah, it, again, it would be scarier in the Atlas robot, though. Exactly. Like, the like with giant body and arms and legs. And these are like arguably the most advanced robotics we're kind of seeing around. So like when you yeah. said Astrobot, that would be funny. Yes. When you say Spot and Atlas, I'm a little more yeah, worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. But yeah. Hopefully they don't kill people. Anyway. <laughs>
Um, Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Uh, Let's move on to our first topic. Yeah. Uh, So if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have been privy to this, but the European, like the EU has been under um, putting a lot of scrutiny on Meta recently. And they've been having a lot of issues where they potentially can't use their ad targeting in Europe, like, at all. Okay. So a way that they're trying to get around this, and this is specifically uh, generally around, like, kids and the way that, like, ads are targeted at kids. They decided that they're just going to offer a paid ad-free model in Europe that costs 9.99 euros a month. Yeah, or I think it's like kids, 13 if you have to pay the Apple and Android tax. Oh, okay. If you pay mobile, so if you yeah. pay through desktop, then it's like 10 yeah. euros and it's 13 if you pay on your phone. But every, anyone uh, younger than 18, 18 and younger, will just get it for free. Yeah. So instead of just, um, instead of having to like deal with all the potential ramifications of going around specific types of laws, they're just going to like not do ad, tar- not serve ads to any kids. Yeah, so but only in Europe, <laughs> only in Europe, and only in parts of Europe, because you said yeah. uh, the UK is not included because post Brexit, right? Yeah, um, it's definitely so. Basically, their way of getting around advertising is like we're gonna offer the paid subscription model, which is ad free. Which, by the way, I think this is a little expensive, but any social media where you have to pay, you should get ad free, like right off the yeah. bat. I can't believe Twitter is still not ad three ad free yeah. with Twitter Blue. Um, but so then you get ads if you don't pay, free, and then you basically are just, if you're under 18, you're in the, like, premium version or whatever yeah. that's ad-free. And that's yeah. their way of not serving ads yeah. to 18 Because then they're not targeting kids. Yeah. Yeah. Not targeting kids who actually put their real birthday down right for, right yeah which, like, hope, which they have to legally assume that everyone actually does because we all did yeah, yeah if yeah. i looked at my <laughs> facebook account i probably think so i'm like 10 years older than i actually nice am nice uh, yeah every kid does that i'm uh, uh, do you know if there's also different if you're on facebook or instagram if you're under 18 does it limit other things i don't think it currently does okay um i just wanted to share a little anecdote about that because uh-huh. when i started college in you know, insert year I started college. Uh-huh. It was one of the first few years that Tinder was around. Mm-hmm. And Tinder V1 would not let you input your own age. It would take the age from your Facebook profile. So me and oh. everyone I knew oh. Tinder profiles all said we were like 54 <laughs> because we all <laughs> yeah, lied about the age. So and slowly but surely, like all of us corrected our Facebook ages um, Interesting. because of Tinder. So I actually feel like Maybe they're maybe they're at least for my exact you know, age is, group. Yeah. Maybe they are a little more even. I don't huh. know if you guys ever did this, but um, way back in the day when Neopets was in its heyday, at the time you had to get a parent to like sign off on the fact <laughs> that you could use it if you were under a certain age. And because I was such a darn goody two shoes, instead of just lying about my age on Neopets, I literally <laughs> printed out a document that I had my mom sign that says like, I certify that David can play Neopets. And we mailed it you to the Neopets physics, headquarters. Like in the mail. Like, yeah. That's, that in is, the actual, because I thought that's what, I was like, I couldn't lie on the internet. You can't that, lie on the internet, right? It's the most adorable thing i think i've 
ever heard in my life yeah, on the internet. I unfortunately never lied on the internet, except for like when they make it really easy, like on Steam, if you go to a certain game, it's like verify your age. You put any data in, you hit OK, and then it just shows you the page. How do those people not understand? <laughs> How many times have you just like you scroll really far down and then it's like there's no one who's 95 that's playing Resident <laughs> Evil right now? <laughs> it's like 1870. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm the oldest person on the planet. Do, do you think what are the chances now that people are going to do the opposite? They're like, ad free under Act 18. Like yeah. <laughs> Am I going to change my thing to make it seem like I'm 14? That's I didn't even think of so that. Yeah. Wow. That's what I was asking. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if under 18 accounts or something Limited like that were limiting ways. DMs or mm. like private profiles only. I thought I remembered something yeah. a while ago, something similar to that. Um, yeah. I can't imagine paying $10 a month for Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. There was also something in here that said, if you pay, it will be part of all of the accounts within your account center um but that's only till march 2024 and then it'll be an extra six or eight euros per account i don't think that matters really at all because no matter how many accounts you have you're usually only browsing under one account yeah with like ads and stuff like that so you might have different accounts like i used to have one for mac but i wasn't like browsing on mac's Uh account that's just where i posted separate things um yeah it seems like a weird way to skirt around some rules and or comply yeah i'm very interested in seeing what they actually limit if they limit anything if you say that you're younger because maybe i'm about to be 16 you know (laughs) well how long before they have this in place and you're also seeing ads so you're paying for it and seeing ads that sounds like it won't happen because of getting around this rule i mean well for 18 year for people yeah and in the eu but you can pay like if you're over 18, you can pay, pay to have no ads. Yeah. And that's the $10 a month, but or 10 euros a month. But like, for example, Twitter is thinking about doing multiple different levels, types yeah. of tiers where you get like half the ads and then one of them is no ads, but it's way more expensive. Yeah, right now is currently approximately half the ads, right? Yeah. Wild. But yeah, I guess it is similar to like what Adam said, where like Netflix, Hulu, they have cheaper options with that are ad supported, but those are things where you have to pay no matter what. There is no free version. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting that a lot of software is starting to go paid or at least offer a paid mm-hmm. model because for the longest time, pretty much all software was like, especially social media, was free to use, but you pay with your data. And it's one of those things where you don't realize you're paying with your data. Yeah. And now be- that the governments are kind of becoming privy to all the all the data that's being used and being collected about different people and especially about minors, everyone's trying these different models. But I just can't imagine all of the services that we use on a on a weekly basis paying $10 a month for every single one. Like That's just not something everyone's going to do. I personally can't fully expect that these companies aren't still full-blown collecting data on the people who are paying anyways <laughs> and just serving you ads. Like, sure, I'm not getting just the not REI ad straight on Instagram, but yeah. like... There's a million other places you can get sold ads that right. I'm sure they can right. have that data for. Right, right, right. Like the Facebook pixel that tracks you on the internet anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you use Facebook or Instagram, they're they're tracking like all the other websites that you go to. Um, so, you know, just because they don't yeah. show you it on Facebook and Instagram doesn't mean they're not still collecting and selling the data. And I get it. The ads they serve me are fantastic. And I fall to them way more than I would like. anything on Instagram before? Oh, yeah. Well, like... I mean, I've gotten an ad and been like, oh, that Patagonia jacket I really like is discounted and you go to like backcountry or whatever. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is a good price. Dang. 
Yeah, huh. no, it gets me all the time. I have Didn't... never actually purchased anything from an Instagram. Never. Account, but I will say that it's really annoying if you like look at one thing on the internet and then all of your ads on like Instagram and everything are that because you think about buying it and you're like, ah, no. And then everything that you see for the next month is like, you know, you want it. Yep. You know, you want to buy yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. I'm starting to get all the baby stuff now. And oh. Uh, all my ads are just like baby strollers and. Oh, wow. Wagons and clothes and everything. You got to get a smart one. A smart... Baby stroller. Stroller. Maybe spot spot the dog can push a stroller. (laughs) (laughs) Smart stroller sounds terrifying. Yeah. I'm sure they have pedometer strollers and stuff. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's move on to this next story about this new Honor phone that has eye tracking. Yeah. It seems more than tracking. It looks like it says opening apps with your eyes interesting that's not what you've always wanted in a phone um (laughs) you didn't see the iphone 15 and thought this would be perfect i wonder if they looked at how the vision pro is being controlled and they were like people are going to get used to like opening things with their eyes and and like selecting ui things with their eyes so we should just get on the same train possibly this is um so it's the honor six Mm. it was announced and in the, the keynote there was a very brief moment where it essentially shows somebody holding up a phone there's kind of a little, I don't know what Honor calls it, live activity, I think, which is similar to like Dynamic Island, if you're not familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. So there's this little area at it the looks top exactly of the phone. the same as the yeah. Dynamic Island. <laughs> the person looks at it, that expands similar to mm-hmm. Dynamic Island, and then they continue to look at it, and then it kind of pulls up a map of the whole. So it looks like they're looking at like an Uber app or something like that. And then they sell the data of all the things that you're looking at, <laughs> because they know if you're looking at an ad, and then they can serve it to you more often. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, is that the theme of this whole episode? <sighs> Sad. How they're tracking you? <laughs> I don't know about... This doesn't necessarily excite me how they're showing it. Like, do I want to pull up a different page inside of an Uber app? I could see this as like a quick glance with something like Live Activity or Dynamic Island, where if I get a yeah. quick text message, I can just stare at it for a second and it'll show the whole text message and then, and then go away. away. Yeah. Yeah. That's not terrible. It's not awful. But, but I still hate things tracking my retinas. I hate things tracking things outside of my phone. Like, not just because they're tracking, but they generally are terrible. Remember yeah. Soli? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it off. Was, it never worked. And then <laughs> the LG V. Vein ID. The Vein ID with the, like, that being just, a magician yeah. on top of the phone. Yes. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Sol- Soli was my, Soli like. Was so bad. Every time I would. T- press the escape key on my keyboard which is where my wireless charger was with my thing it would be like oh it's going to pick me up and then like it would light your phone it would light, light the up. phone up and then i would look at it and the face id would unlock my phone and, like, and then i didn't the, want that <laughs> exactly yeah so that was that was just the worst i i'm not big on like exterior things being looked at and monitored by my phone because yeah. it just feels like there's so many ways that can falsely trigger it yeah definitely that happens all the time um yeah well we'll have to wait and see if we can actually get this device in because i want to see how it works and how good it is um especially since the vision pro's eye tracking is so good i think everyone else is going to try to compete with that it kind of looks like it just has a regular front-facing camera though which is interesting yeah and that can somehow track what direction you're looking at i guess i mean wasn't there a samsung phone years ago where it essentially was watching your eyes just to not like if you were reading something for a long time, it, it would like turn the display off. Basically. Yeah, it wouldn't go to sleep. 
I believe nice. it was the Galaxy 4. I Galaxy S4. Yeah, I remember something, something like that on the an S3. earlier phone. It was like eye scrolling. I think it was S4. Yeah, You can like scroll down a web page just by looking at it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I think it was something like that. Yeah, it obviously worked so well that it's still in all the phones today. So. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is if you dig into Galaxy uh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> remember, yeah, Samsung has a lot Somebody's of features. Somebody's going to tell me Samsung has a it. lot of features that nobody ever uses or even realizes as a feature. So Yeah. Um, maybe we should take a little quick ad break and then we'll come right back to all the Apple event news of yes. which there is a lot and we got a lot to talk about there. So cue the music. But first, trivia. Wait, you want, you want trivia before the music? Yeah, that's weird. Oh, sorry. Play the music and then we'll do the trivia. It's the trivia music. That's right. That's there we right. go. <laughs> that's right. Trivia, dude. Okay. <laughs> first question. What is the name of the operating system that runs on Honor phones that we were just talking about? I used to know this. Well, do you know it now? No. Well, <laughs> that we were just talking. Oh, the Honor, the Honor yeah. 6. Oh, oh. The I Honor thought you 6. meant we were just talking about the operating system. Oh, no, no. We were not. Nope. All right. Cool. <laughs> See you nope. after the break. <laughs> Fox Creative. This is advertiser content brought to you by Visible. Okay, so Visible Wireless is one of my partners, and they're pretty great. Let me tell you why. They asked me to make a video explaining why Visible Wireless might not be for you. Pretty refreshing, right? So Visible's base plan with 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month works great for lots of people, so what's not to love? Well, they are all digital, so you do everything from managing your plan to updating your eSIM or getting customer service right in their app. If you love to handle everything without ever needing to talk to a human in a store, then this works great. But if you need to shop for a new phone in person, then Visible probably isn't for you. Someone like Verizon would be a better choice. If you want your wireless bundled with a bunch of extra stuff, don't switch to Visible. But heads up, you're going to have to pay for that stuff. But Visible is focused on the wireless part of wireless. So if you want more than 5G, mobile hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand online or sit on hold and pay top dollar for it, then by all means, don't switch to Visible. Don't even go to Visible.com to learn more. You get it. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. Additional terms apply. Visit Visible.com for additional information. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. All right, welcome back. This is uh, probably the bigger story of this week. We just had the scary fast Apple event. First Apple event to happen during the nighttime, I believe. Happened at 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is pretty weird. Tim came out and he did say... Good evening. Good evening. He did say good evening. However, no Dracula costume. He didn't modulate his voice. He wasn't like, good evening. (laughs) He just said... Good evening, which is how he does every good morning. I'm sad. I'm sad and happy. I'm glad. I'm s- glad he still did good evening, even though it was the obvious meme. 
But yeah. do you guys know yeah. a lot about shoes? Because I don't. And people are making a big deal of the fact that he was wearing some black, like, <laughs> shoes of some kind. They said Air Force Ones. Are those popular shoes? Alice. Does Marquez wear those? No. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is that Are funny? we? Keep <laughs> <that> in. Keep <laughs> that in. Wait, yeah. I it's a reference to a video that came out four years ago on a channel that's hilarious called RDC World One. And in the video, they talk about how people who wear black Air Force Ones are crazy in such a way that if you ever fight them, they'll just massacre you <laughs> because they have nothing to lose. I believe that. That's about Tim the, Cook. like the, the core joke of the video is that if you're wearing those shoes, it just means you're psychotic. <laughs> psychotic Tim Cook, and violent. Tim Cook is probably one of those guys that would be really friendly to me. And then I would accidentally like spill some salt on him at a family dinner and then he would destroy me anyway uh any notes on the on the intro the intro we, yeah it's funny that i just saw all these things that were like apple didn't have to go this hard with like the dark apple park but it was like i mean it's cool that it was in the at night but yeah it's just the dark apple park like yeah. i guess we've driven around there before like right. when so it's dark it and it looks night. really cool does, but yeah. like everyone made it seem like it was this set that's like Look, it's all spooky. It's like it's at night. It's just it's at cool. Night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they um, didn't play like spooky music. Yeah, though. for sure. No, I think they yeah. they they went into it well. Apple's been pretty good at like having a slight meme on top of some things yeah. and like breaking the the seriousness of right. all of it, and they do it really well. Um, right. So like that initial shot where he's like between the stairs and like the nice lighting and everything yeah. was re- it was really awesome. Unlike that one plus ad where he like walks into the other room and then he's in like the Arctic for five seconds <laughs> and then he turns around and walks back into and the, the other room. transition is terribly timed and, and there everything. is no explanation. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It definitely makes more sense. Um, I am also sad he wasn't in costume, but. Good evening. We'll soundbite that for the rest of oh, eternity, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's cool. The, it's still 8 p.m. East Coast time mm-hmm. felt really strange. Yeah. We had to send Brandon out there because Marquez isn't here. He went to the event to shoot some footage of it. But like when we first saw that event invite at 5 p.m. PDT, we're like, this makes no sense. I do think it's kind of funny how even though they're a West Coast company, they sort of like orient everything for New York. Because, like, 5 p.m. is not dark yet there. Yeah. But at the same time, they couldn't do 11 p.m. here, you know? I guess that is what they're trying to make sure is that it's a reasonable time both sides. Because yeah. usually when we're out there, it's one or it's like 10 a.m. out there, but 1 p.m. over yeah. here. So, like, it's still not a, a terrible time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it. This this whole event, you're going to have to do – you're going to do a lot here because generally when Marquez is here, you both are using Apple Silicon. Yeah. I'm still using – the only Mac I use is my work computer, and okay. it's Intel-based. Yeah. So I am like the, as much as I think all the new Apple Silicon is great and some of the easiest, I think the MacBook Air is one of the easiest laptops to recommend to people. Yeah. I don't use any Apple Silicon. Okay. So I'll be here. I'll be semi-comedic relief maybe in some parts, <laughs> and I'll ask a bunch of questions just on the outside of things. But like, okay. this is out of my wheelhouse for okay. sure. Okay, um, for sure. Yeah, so we got M3 M3 Pro and M3 Max. Um, it's silicon based on the A15 uh, or A17 Pro processor mm-hmm. in the um, iPhone 15 Pro, and it's the first three three nanometer chipset for yeah. desktop um, for Apple Silicon. And I think in general, I think it's the first ever three nanometer chipset for a desktop computer. Okay, or... I know there was. I very specifically remember reading something that said first three nanometer for desktop. So yeah. that makes me assume well, because there's something a, else. Well, it's cell phone. It's on the, okay, it's okay. on the um, yeah. iPhone 15 Pro, right? 
So yeah, M3, eight core CPU, 10 core GPU, up to 24 gigs of RAM. We got M3 Pro, which is 11 or 12 core CPU, 14 or 18 core GPU, up to 36 gigs of RAM. And then M3 Max, 14 or 16 core CPU, 30 or 40 core GPU, and up to 128 gigabytes of RAM. Hell of a leap between those two. That's, yeah. It's a lot. Um, Throughout the entire keynote, they were comparing it mostly to the M1. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this, and my first thought process was like, oh, that just makes the performance gain seem a lot better, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you think about it, they released M2 in January of this year, or the M2 MacBook Pros in January of this year. So it's only been 10 months since M2. Now, I've heard that all of the M2 devices have been selling really badly. And the reason is because M1 was so good. Exactly. And was such a big leap over anything Intel related Mm -hmm. that nobody wanted to buy an M2 computer. I think that's so important is like the jump from Intel to to sil- the uh, Apple Silicon was so big that so many people upgraded whether they needed the upgrade yeah. or not that then so many people have new computers right. and the jump from M1 to M2, yeah. not that big. Not so. that big. And still, I mean, there's a there's a more noticeable bump from M2, from M1 to M3, obviously. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I, I spent $5,000 on a four terabyte M1 Max 16 inch MacBook Pro, and I plan to have that basically until it dies, yeah, which sure. is probably gonna be five to six years. Yeah, even longer. Yeah, you you should have these computers for a while. And I guess it does make sense where you're saying like one to three is a bigger jump than two. So maybe they can convince someone on an M1 to jump to it. But like, yeah, it still feels like your M1's probably kicking ass compared to whatever you had before that. And even a jump to M3 in two years is like, that's a lot of money to be spending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had some very nice, badly labeled graphs as usual. Uh, Of course. Um, But the kind of crux of this whole update is that they're able to do faster performance at the same power level so they kept showing these graphs that would like they would push the power further than the previous one and it was way higher but at the same amount of power draw it was like you know 30 percent, 15 percent faster in certain certain areas so efficiency cores are 30 percent faster and this is rated by them um we're gonna have to get these laptops in and actually test it yeah. against m2 but apple rates the uh, M3 as 30% faster than M2 for efficiency cores and 50% faster than M1. The performance cores are rated at 15% faster than M2 and 30% faster than M1. They added hardware-based ray tracing and mesh shading. There was a lot of conversation before this event about how this was going to be like very graphics and gaming focused. Mm -hmm. And they've really been pushing into the gaming stuff recently. Like, Three events in a row have been kind of gaming oriented, mm-hmm. right? Like WWDC, they released the um, gaming porting toolkit for yep. Metal, where all of a sudden all of these developers who are just making things for Windows computers can now like really easily port their games to Mac, which is really awesome. Yep. I don't know how much the industry has actually started doing that. Um, I know Al- Alex is working on something around yeah, that. Yeah, he's been testing something. So I'm very curious to talk to him about that and see if games start moving over. I only really play Dota 2, which has always been Mac native, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And it already plays at 120 FPS on the M1 Max MacBook Pro. So, you know, Um, but they're making a big deal of something they're calling dynamic caching. Yes. And I did a lot of research into this last night. Okay. It is sort of a black box that they don't really, they haven't really talked about that much. Yeah. Um, 
They say that it is the largest leap forward in graphics architecture for Apple Silicon, which, if you think about it, just means that it's a bigger leap than M1 was to M2. Yeah. <laughs> Can I also, real quick, and I'm, I might ask this, and I'm completely wrong and misremembering, but the dynamic caching was essentially that it's calculating the exact amount of memory you need for a specific program and only using that amount while making sure that the rest of it Sim is... Similar, yeah. Okay. So... Okay, I did a I did a bunch of research okay. on this last. I night. just wanted to start somewhere. Yeah, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. I would. I want to try to talk to Apple about this because it seems mm -hmm. like no one's gotten a clear answer. Um, but from what I think that I know about how GPUs work right now, is like when you have a GPU and an application starts, that application will need various different types of memory to be running during that session, mm -hmm. right? So it allocates specific amounts of memory to different me to different data types to be okay. able to like, oh, I need to load in a bunch of shaders for this game. Mm -hmm. I need to load in a bunch of this for this game. And it stores all of these things in memory because it doesn't want to go to system memory because that takes a lot longer to fetch, Yeah. right? So theoretically, what this dynamic caching thing is, is it's constantly monitoring how much memory each data type needs so that it can use like exactly the amount that it needs, which frees up that memory More. to be used for the rest of the machine. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that this is going to be as useful for like the 20, 128 gigabyte of RAM model of this because you already have a ton of memory. Yeah. Um, but for like, you know, the 8 gig model. Yeah, I can't believe there's an 8 gig model. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll address that soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but for the, the models that have less actual like shared memory, it could be more useful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they say that it should significantly increase the performance in like graphics intensive applications and games. Okay. Very, very curious if that is actually the case. I mean, and that's also good because generally the things that are pinging memory the hardest are graphic intensive yeah. things and yeah. applications. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, good. And a lot of people are using Apple products for like very like rendering or, or design and stuff like yeah. that, like graphic intensive programs. Right. So. The reason I want to take all of this with a grain of salt is because I also found something from last year where someone was saying that the M1 and M2 based machines basically had an architecture problem that was making the amount of memory that they could like store in memory and not and before they had to go to system memory not as high as it could be or something or it was being really inefficient with that. Okay. And they were saying that it was like an architecture issue. Um and we can throw up the we can put the tweet it was like a tweet storm that we can put in the okay. in the Everyone loves comments. a good tweet storm. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I would like to talk to Apple about this. They're probably going to give me some runaround uh, or... A nameless graph. Yeah, nameless <laughs> graph. Or they'll point. just repeat my question and then say they're committed to performance or whatever. But um, I think in the next week or two, you're probably going to see people actually digging into what this actually means mm -hmm. and how many changes that it... Act, how much it actually changes um, the way their machine performs. It would be really nice if it was significant um especially all things yeah <laughs> yeah especially since they're leaning harder into gaming and that kind of stuff for sure so that'd be really great um the sdr uh on each of the displays now goes to 600 nits instead of 500 okay so previously these devices obviously could hit peak brightness of a lot higher yeah. but for standard dy standard dynamic range content it was getting to 500 now it pushes to 600 so brighter good um battery life is theoretically improved across the board by about an hour which is just process node shrinking from um four nanometer to three or was it five 
I think four. I'm not sure. Either five, four or five. Tip three. Anyway, better battery. Tip three. So an hour of better battery life pretty much across the board. Now, weirdly, this is another thing that a lot of people are talking about. They reduced the memory bandwidth on most of the machines, which is confusing and weird. I was going to say, if you have to use the term most of the machines, <laughs> yeah. it feels super Apple, but yes. also is like insanely confusing, and I don't know why this keeps happening. Yeah, so they re- they reduced the memory bandwidth on the M2- on M3 Pro from 200 gigabytes to 150 gigabytes per second, okay, which is strange. Mm-hmm. And then on the there are two models of the M3 Max with different around, different amounts of um, uh, different speeds. Okay, one of them goes down to 300 gigabyte gigabytes per second from 400, and one of them stays at 400 gigabytes per second. Okay, so There's you're saying the M2 the M2 Max always was for so 400. Yeah, the M- the M2 Pro always had 200, and mm-hmm. the M2 Max always had 400. And now we have multiple versions of both for M3. Uh, for M3 Pro, we only have 150. And oh, for, oh, oh. But for the Max, we have 300 and 400. Okay. Yeah. Fun. To me, that says binning. Okay. Like it mean it to me that says that they weren't able to get certain silicon to uh, hit those speeds, so they mm-hmm. decided to just sell them at a lower price. This was wasn't there. Um... What was it? There was a like storage speed difference on a either a MacBook or a. Oh yeah, it was like the, a few years um, ago. Right? It was the 13 inch MacBook Pro that if you got the if you got the 128 gigabyte model, it was half as fast as the 256, and the reason is because they used 128 gigabyte dims, and for the 256 model, they just used two dims, which could be read and written in parallel. The, okay. And that's why they were, yeah. Twice it's one of the things where I get there's like hardware issues and all of that, but it's just super confusing when it doesn't get labeled very well, and you're yeah. buying ultimately the same thing, which feels like a and a small upgrade, but really that upgrade is far different yeah. than what you think, and you're actually gaining or losing performance based right. on something you don't expect to gain or lose or performance. It's not very transparent. Exactly. It's yeah. Anything. Nothing about the internals of any of Apple's devices feels transparent. There's a at lot all. of weird stuff this year when you go to configure your MacBook, where like if you configure certain models, you can't have the 96 gigs of RAM but you can have the 128 gigs of ram and i think it's just in the way that they um that they group memory together okay but it's there's still like a lot of different models of this yeah um and it kind of feels like they're trying to push people towards the more expensive options because again like the m3 pro maxes out at 36 gigabytes of memory whereas the m3 max maxes out at 128 right like that's a huge difference yeah so it's not just 2x it's like 4x it's that ladder short that we talked about the other yeah the like very quickly thing. like oh man but this is only x amount more expensive but look at how much more i'm getting out mm-hmm. of it and then you step up to that and you're like oh but then i need to add this and that's only a couple hundred more dollars yeah. and then you've got a five thousand exactly. dollars yeah. yeah i think this year uh if you completely max out the machine it's like seventy two hundred dollars 16 inch macbook pro 16 inch macbook pro eight what? terabytes eight terabytes of storage 128 gigabytes of shared memory that's uh, more 40 gigabytes of that's more gpu yeah it's more expensive because it's because they have more memory now they've got up to 128 gigabytes of memory now as opposed to 96 yeah but ellis don't worry, because now, if we're going to talk about the MacBook Pros, the 14-inch now does start at $1599, which is cheaper than last year. Yeah, but that's a useless However. computer. <laughs> However, <laughs> at yeah, that point, yeah. you, you know what's crazy is 
like it seems like two hundred dollars is the 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 tier the step, the step yeah, right the, you know the ladder I mean? per step. So if you go two hundred dollars under that sixteen hundred dollar MacBook Pro, you know what you get? The fourteen hundred dollar exact same spec MacBook Air without any of the the ports or anything. They even put that one exactly two hundred dollars below. It's not they, even the same computer. They know what they're That's doing. About, yeah. They know what they're doing. But to to explain why it's cheaper is just because this year they are making a base M3 chip MacBook Pro, which yes. there was no M2 base model right. MacBook Pro. Yeah, they. Uh, but they, who wants that? Yeah, well, for the well, okay, look, for the last two years they had the 13-inch MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, and who wanted oh, that? True. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Adam, no, put you your didn't. hand down. I, I will die on this hill. Oh the touch God. bar was amazing. They messed up when they replaced the function row with it. If they had a function row on the keyboard yeah. and a touch bar, yeah. it would have been sick. I agree. The touch bar was space, awesome. Man. The biggest problem with the touch bar was that it would crash all the time and it had your function keys on it. Yeah. That's what I mean. If they didn't put the function keys yeah. there, who cares if it crashed? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. And the touch bar was not a bad idea. It was kind of a good idea, but they, yeah, they kind of messed up with putting the function I'm keys. I'm saying it'll, it'll be back in five years. <laughs> yeah. Just like all the ports and everything and the SD card slot. Like yeah. it'll be the upgraded MacBook Pro in a few years. So they got rid of the 13 inch. Yes. And instead, they are now offering the same, almost the same chassis. It's not actually the same chassis of the 14 inch. Uh, starting at fifteen ninety nine with the base M3 chip, but they did take away a Thunderbolt three port. So now you only have two Thunderbolt three ports instead of three. But that that's what I, like what I'm getting at is physically for two hundred dollars less, you can get the exact same spec MacBook Air that will almost definitely perform exactly the same, right? Like well, that's M2 though. Oh, okay. yeah, there's not out yet. Yeah. But which is kind of something we talked about, I feel like, last week, which yeah. is just, like, the timing of all of these things uh, being released is very strange because yeah. we're not getting air. We'll probably get right. them in, like, May or yeah, June. Yeah, didn't the air come out before the pros for M2? I thought the air came out. Let me look this yeah. up. Yeah, I think the M2 MacBook Air came out in July. And I also just want to note that we didn't even get... We, wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold that thought. Because we didn't even get an M3 Mac Mini. Whoops. Why do you gotta put? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Button. That's the best button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the the M2 MacBook Air launched in July 2022, and the M2 Pros launched in January 2023. This time, they just launched the Pros without the Air, and we don't even have an M3 Mac Mini, which also seems really weird. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with some of this it's stuff. Super I also, weird. this is a question um, we'll have later at the end of this, but I'm very interested to think if we think more things will be released by the end of the year. Um, I don't but, think so. That, but that's a good point. Like, there was no Mac Mini or Mac... The Mac Mini and Mac Studio came out at the same time last year, right? Um, I don't think so. I think the Mac... Oh, you mean for M2? Yeah. This is so confusing. The Mac Mini was first for M1, and the Mac Studio came out with the MacBook Pros, I think. Okay. For M1. And I thought when the Mac Studio came out, there was also, like, I don't know. M2 Somebody's... Mac Mini was January 2023. The Mac Mini M2 was Mac at that time? M2 when was Mac the Mac Mini? When was the Studio? That was with the MacBook Pros. Yeah, M2 Mac Mini. And the what about the Studio? Did it come out around the same time as the M2 think... iMac? Yeah. I'm kidding, by the way. There wasn't no M2 iMac. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even flinched at that. So. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> okay. Apple. Let's reel her back in. 
Yeah, I think Apple is also a little bit confused. <laughs> yeah. M3 MacBook Pro, where do we get to? That's okay. We'll, yeah, we'll so, reel it back here, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so only two Thunderbolt 3 ports instead of three. Okay. And it can only still can only run one external display, um, which is sad. Yeah, that is sad. Up to 6K, 60 hertz, but you're going to have to get the Pro if you want to run two displays and the Max if you want to run four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, we also have the space black chassis yes that i need to see in person because personally people are taking photos of it they had like a little event that they like let youtubers go to Mm -hmm. and stuff and the photos that i saw made it not look nearly as black as i think that it could have been leave it to apple to have like a color that's not quite the color you expected and then a presumably 12 different variations of that cover later on down the line yeah Um, there's also no black chassis in available in the base the m3 base. yeah it's only in the pro and the max yeah. i think they're doing this because they want people to go around and say i have the new expensive thing yeah <laughs> they either usually either do that in terms of shape or in, in color yeah i think alex was saying the other day wasn't one of the original or one of the older macbooks there was a white they and black did, version black and the black option, was yeah. the higher version yeah but that black option was really black it was sick. Yeah, it looked very great. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to actually get this in and see how it looks. One thing with the new black chassis that we noticed, there is a new MagSafe cable, but right. they actually made the USB-C port of it black to yeah. match it the rest. Every other one in the pr- in the past was they matched the MagSafe <laughs> part, but the other end of the USB-C was white and it looked terrible. <laughs> I think enough people complained that they finally. Well, the MacBook Air MagSafe was like Starlight and Midnight, and those all had matching ones except for the white on. The end yeah. now the macbook pro black chassis has a black, black. magsafe with black usb nice. port on it nice beautiful best upgrade yeah marquez isn't here today he probably would say something like yeah that's Whoops. sick <laughs> <laughs> he, he's pumped about the black version is what he would say in this point right now yeah, um, yeah. obviously so yeah i think that's about it they're available for pre-order um now and we're definitely going to get testing them and have the reviews out pretty soon but uh until then do you know did marquez ever switch to the m2 macbook pro i'm using an m2 right he's using the m1 i think he's using an m1 for his personal computer he didn't upgrade and then he but he's using the m2 ultra mac studio for his for his work computer so he might actually upgrade which i just think is an interesting thing from last year where like these upgrades like we mentioned before they're nice but they're almost not worth it if you have the no. one before. So I could no. see him finally going to M3 for this one to get that bump. But yeah. the fact that Marquez stays on a year older yeah. model and doesn't upgrade to the best thing possible means not a lot of So like a lot to. of these companies have the technology already planned ahead of time by like four to five years, but mm-hmm. they just trickle it out because how else are they making money? And normally, you know, if you take like Intel, for example, usually they're performance gains are like it's like five percent a year seven percent a year better 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 and that way people always have reasons to like you know they're itching to like get the latest thing but then the jump from intel to m1 was just so much that everyone nobody is seeing any performance issues even with their m1 machines Mm -hmm. so it's like if you don't actually have a reason to upgrade then like why would you spend another five grand on a computer i I feel like it's it reminds me of when NVIDIA made the jump from the 20 series to the 30 series card, where the yeah. 30 series was like an 
crazy, crazy jump, and so many people upgraded. And then the 40 series came yeah, out, and everyone like was nothing. like, nobody cared about right. the not nobody cared about the 40 series, but it clearly did not make the headlines. It, yeah. People weren't rushing to try and buy one immediately. Mm-hmm. So, like, you every time you make a big jump, the year after is generally going to be yeah. slower. Yeah, totally. So, maybe that's what's up with this weird timing stuff for, for when they're releasing these. They definitely were comparing everything M3 related directly to M1, mm-hmm. trying to get people to be like, it's 30% better. Yeah. It is significant. Um it can be as significant as it wants, but if you were not prob- having problems with your M1 in the first place, then the numbers are kind of arbitrary. I'm sure very few people are having problems with their M1. Yeah, so. exactly. So anyway, that was that event. We'll get a review in pretty soon. There's a, we'll talk about M3 iMac real quick, yes. but let's do trivia let's do and trivia ad break first. first. Trivia! Trivia, dude. All right, two of the internet's big early players, OkCupid and SparkNotes, have something very surprising in common. What is it? <laughs> They're both .com. I met my, my met my wife on SparkNotes, so. <laughs> and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. We have um, one more thing to talk about from... Actually, maybe two more things to talk about from the Apple event. Two more things. Um, M3 iMac did come out. There is no iMac Pro, unfortunately. Um, But basically, I mean, it's an iMac with an M3 chip in it. Let's go, So sick. Um, Now you can have an M3 on your kitchen counter. Nice. Yeah. Eight core CPU up to ten core GPU up to twenty four gigabytes of RAM up to two terabytes of storage. Productivity apps like Safari or Excel should run up to thirty percent faster. Mm-hmm. Photoshop should process photos like Excel two times faster. Yeah, I know. Excel should be <laughs> a weird to... metric. Yeah, um, up to twelve video streams at four K resolution. They did add Wi Fi six E and Bluetooth five point three. I'll get that is a nice upgrade. Nice starts at twelve ninety nine. No iMac Pro. And the biggest announcement, still lightning accessories. And roll the clip. Adam, play the clip. (laughs) Yeah, if you ship a new iMac, you can't ship us a lightning keyboard with that thing. You You sure as hell can. You can. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You can. You can. But, like, come on. Yeah, so we were right on that one. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately. I think Marquez, the minute he said it out loud, it was like, no, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, So, yeah, still lightning accessories. I still liked your reasoning. I think you said it last week where... I think you were mentioning something else being the way to get rid of excess of stuff. I think this iMac, the iMac is going to be mm. the way they get rid of all of their lightning stuff for the next couple of years yeah. until it's gone. And yeah. Then, uh, Either that or they just, you know, the EU didn't make them get rid of lightning on the <laughs> desktops, <laughs> but only on the laptop. I mean, only on the phones. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Do you think they're going to release anything else this year? I, I think it's already November. I kind of doubt. You don't think there's going to be an iPad? They could, I guess. But I heard that the big iPad change was coming next year. So I guess here's my other question. Last year or this year, we got some weird like January stuff that we think was potentially just pushed back from fall. Do you think that's where iPad winds up? It seems like there's... Why are they releasing an Apple Pencil two or three weeks ago and we're not going to see any iPad change? Mm. 
That's a great point. Right? Like so Yeah, it kind of feels like they should have released it alongside a new baseline iPad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised if in November we see something um mm, like a press release. Yeah, like remember that one time they just kind of had like a week where they released like one thing kind of every yeah, day, day like for the week. Yeah, I wouldn't like be surprised if we don't see something by the end of fall, I think we'll see something in January again then. Yeah. Um like early start of next year. I yeah. don't know if that's going to be like an iPad may, seems to make the most sense, but yeah, there's no Mac Mini, there's no Mac Studio. Yeah. Something along those lines I feel like is going to come true. out here. Isn't there rumors of like that potential different xdr display the like oh yeah the higher there's a XDR lot of display. potential stuff that they could do and that doesn't really fit in the like early summer late spring yeah. event that would come out yeah nomad mini seems like a really big oversight it does maybe they couldn't ramp up production fast enough and they were just like picking what they could sell but um, i mean having a baseline mac mini being able to you know if the graphics are actually that much better that seems like an obvious choice there there's such an easy like little desktop to computer to recommend i mean yeah. if you're not if someone really doesn't want a laptop mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the other big thing from this whole event was the bts we saw after and kind of the end of it that everyone was wondering about which was that the whole thing was shot on iphone mm-hmm. yeah which was and they so not only that it was shot on iphone because we've seen multiple different companies do this before i remember in 20 i think it was early 2020 there was a, a Samsung event and they were holding these like boxes shooting it. And I, yeah. I leaned to Marquez and I was like, this whole thing was shot on the Galaxy, I bet. Yeah. And then a lot of companies started doing that. Yeah. This is the first time Apple's done an event shot on iPhone, I think right? so, yeah. they. Um, this was slightly different than the way that other companies do it, which is kind of nice because most other companies, when they do the shot on Galaxy or whatever, mm. they attach like a bazillion giant lens modules to it. So it's like cinema glass that like yeah. goes, to, or like they'll have they won't even have the lenses on the camera. It'll yeah. just be direct to sensor. We did a um we did a video on this a long long time ago called like Dope Tech shooting on smartphones, where Marquez got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of a Samsung of shooting something. Yeah, I remember um, that. And I think it was on like an RC car, and it did have those lens attachments. So Apple releasing this, we did see that. And now while they didn't have lenses, they still obviously had in crazy production scenarios yeah. with lights and all that stuff which yeah, is really like, good that that's not what even it's about you know there's, no. there's a conversation online about like oh sure they shot an iphone but they're using like that hundred ten thousand dollar lights and it's like yeah it's but still, light does everything yeah i mean it's it's still you can it can be impressive and it can still be something so far out of the realm of yeah. like what a consumer is ever going For to do sure. with it i think For we've sure. talked about stuff like this when they were doing um what was the the like portrait mode switch like rack focusing in oh, video i forgot what that um, was called it's a cinema cinema mode Cin- yeah so we were talking about similarly there of like this is a cool little thing consumers are going to get, but the scenarios that they're showing are basically cinematic, never, mode, cinematic. Right. Mode. Yeah, yeah. They're never going to happen. And th- this right. is similar where it's impressive that that happens, but most people aren't going to have giant sky panels yeah. and robotic arms and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it was extremely impressive that yeah. I, nobody even blinked an eye until the very end of the keynote. They just had a little blurb that was just like, this event was shot on iPhone. If you can finish it and people say, I don't believe it, and then you throw the receipts out there, yeah. even with all the crazy yeah. production like right. around it, is still super impressive. 
I also need to look at this, but I saw something quickly this morning before we came in here that someone mentioned some of the programs they were using in there were Premiere and um, I forget what the other program Premier. was. Premiere. But they were not, it was not Final Cut. Interesting. Because like it kind of goes through with the BTS using people the, using. They were using the Black Magic uh, yeah, the, app. That was the app in there. And I don't, maybe they For were like also using. Focus or something. Follow, which was. They I didn't a, know they you could wireless do follow focus. follow focus through a camera app. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know you could do, oh, yeah, which yeah. is really cool. It's dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the whole production was wild. I think that this was like so they they immediately they meant to the next day release a BTS, but they accidentally published it on their YouTube channel uh-huh. and immediately took it down. But a ton of people just like ripped it. Oh yeah. Um, they knew what they were doing, right? Because. At the very end, just in tiny letters, it's like this event was shot on iPhone. I think they knew people were going to freak out because they already had this whole behind the scenes of how we did this, mm-hmm. like ready for the next day. Um, so they're they're kind of playing the media a little bit there. It was smart. And I mean, like the the video itself, you can look at it as a cynic if you want of people of the people saying like, oh, when I got this, I was like, wow, is this really iPhone footage? But like you're shooting they obviously made all these changes this year to be able to shoot and log and shoot straight onto hard drives with USB-C and yeah. and they were kind of showcasing that a little bit yeah. in the BTS stuff um yeah the log for sure they said they used Apple log on it yeah and you can make stuff like listen if you do that and you're doing your own color correcting mm-hmm. and have great lights and mm-hmm. and a good studio spot and a good gimbal so everything is steady like you can make a lot of footage even the look drone incredible. shots like the super low light drone shots look really yeah, good though right they're the like low light of going over Apple Park mm-hmm. and like not only low light but low light with really bright light that's mm-hmm. coming in like yeah. camera struggle with stuff yeah, like that yeah i didn't see a lot of noise it was, it was really good it was really cool i'm i'm glad they did it uh behind the scenes of it um mm-hmm. honestly though I want to see the behind the scenes of how they shoot stuff with actual cameras in there. Marquez is dying to know how they like mic up Tim Cook in the middle of like uh-huh. Apple Park. Uh-huh. So yeah, as a production side, I'd like to see stuff like that. Totally, totally. All right. Well, I think that's all for the Apple event. We do have one little uh, other quick note. There was an AI executive order that mm-hmm. was signed um, by the White House in the United States recently. The order was quite vague. It's very long, um, but it is still very vague in okay. a lot of ways. Uh, the key takeaways that it covers are that companies need to conduct safety tests of how safe their AI models are and share those with the government. If those tests return concerning results, the government can force those companies to fix their programs, platforms that they're running the AI models on, or just abandon their projects, Mm -hmm. which is strange. Um, New standards for AI industry norms. They want to codify watermarks to alert customers of AI-generated products, which will not work. Um, (laughs) It's similar to the content credentials that we talked about on the studio channel recently Mm -hmm. with the M11P video. Where you can do a lot of things to try to create watermarks, do like embed metadata, do all this stuff, um, but at the end of the day, people are just going to like screenshot stuff. They're mm-hmm. going to strip it somehow. There are multiple companies like Google that are like embedding hidden watermarks into things that you can't even see into like AI models, so that you could put it through a program and it would just instantly know. So maybe a screenshotted image would also know that. Yeah, I don't know how you do that because any watermark that's going to actively prove that something is fake is going to completely destroy the image essentially like well uh, it's like an embedded yeah the embedded ones but again i don't know how much an embedded watermark is going to really help the general public there was um gosh i heard about this thing where you can like 
they, there's like this team of researchers at this university that are creating like they're poisoning AI images somehow by like injecting a certain amount of pixels in certain areas that will mess up. Like if you use them to generate other images, it will mess up the AI image generators and make oh. them like make something totally different. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of red teaming going on right now in like the AI image generation space, which is really interesting. Um, other stuff that the White House is codifying, biomedical companies need to take additional precautions when using AI to help make medicines, etc. Sounds totally reasonable. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> I don't know enough about in there, but like, yes, I would always like yeah. medical fields to take extra I precautions. I have heard that AI is like revolutionizing drug manufacturing because now, um, I mean, Google has been doing this for a while with all of these different bio biomed stuff things, but you can like, you can just generate a protein structure that you need to fix a certain disease okay uh that said you know when something is generated in generative ai we shouldn't take anything for granted and just like <laughs> take a medicine trust me bro this totally works yeah, <laughs> like that's send little, it yeah that's the real life inclination of like maybe be a little bit careful with generative ai yeah um and then government a- agencies are also going to face much stricter scrutiny when using any ai platforms yeah, I I hope so. This is yeah. uh, like people judging themselves on things or like, so I, I don't yeah. know, the, the government telling the government to be careful <laughs> is always like, yeah. I also think that at, in the end, at the end of the day, um, a lot of the biggest innovation from any technology happens in someone's garage. And that's not a company, right? Okay, yeah. Like, these precautions like all of these things that the government's forcing these companies to do only pertains to like these big companies but anyone can mess around with these ai models by themselves if they have the compute power in their garage and they're not being monitored by the government in that yeah. way so it'll maybe help i don't know it's i think we mostly wanted to talk about it quickly just because seeing an executive order come from the government means AI is obviously exploding, which Mm -hmm. we've been seeing. And it's exploding to the point where we're hoping to find ways to be safer with it. And if if we're getting an executive order, that means we're in the midst of something super important. Yeah. And remember that ChatGPT only came out in on November 30th of 2022, which was less than a year ago. And it's already getting it's essentially already... executive orders from the White House yeah. in the United States. Yeah. All right. So new speed record. New speed run speed record. Run. Yeah. I mean, they were the first to 100 million users before Threads. So they got there in like, oh. they got there in like one month where Threads got there in five days. So, yeah. They were yeah. the first application, the fastest application to that's, 100 million users. That's really cool. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. And with that, I think let's take it to trivia. Trivia, dude. All right. Quick update on the score. Marquez and David still tied at 11. Andrew? It's nine. With nine. Nice. nice. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> so I'm going to try and call or FaceTime Marquez later to get okay. his answers for these. But in the meantime... What is the name of the operating system that runs on honor phones? Take your time. Before we get to the answer to this question, last night I was hanging out with my girlfriend and somehow penguins got brought up. (laughs) Penguins? And she was like, you know, like Linus. 
And I was like, oh no. What? <laughs> That's Linus. Like, she was like, yeah, Linus is a penguin. I was like, what are you trying to What is she talking what are you about? Trying? Linus, like the computer thing. I was like, the Linux oh, penguin. Linux. Well, Linux. Linux was made by Linus Trovold. Is that his last name? Really? Yeah, his name, his name is Linus. She actually knows she more about this right. than you do. I know. Schooled. Whoops. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you search uh, Linus online, it's either the guy that made Linux or, or Linus Sebastian from Linus Tech Tips. Oh, Linus Torvalds is Torvalds, the guy. Yeah, that's yeah. a sick last name. Yeah, I know. it is. All right, flip them and read. <laughs> I put magic UI yeah. slash OS. Correct. Uh, let's. <laughs> I just put Andrew. honor UI. <laughs> Dang. Usually in the flow of the podcast, you know, you're talking about a topic, you can kind of yep think about it in the back of your head. You're coming in cold. On the, on the spot, I think it's honor OS. Awesome. Thank God. Because they have the they have the Honor Magic phones, and I thought that those were like the first ones to use it or something. Mm. I don't know. I know nothing about Honor phones. Well, in your Fair defense, enough. they're not sold here. But also, not in your defense, we do get some every now and then. So we do. We yeah. do. All right. Okay. Next All question. Right. Cool. Next question. Early players in the web game, OkCupid okay and SparkNotes. <laughs> Forgot about this question. <laughs> have what in common? Early players in the web game. I have a terrible no. I'm not even gonna put that in. I don't know. All right. I just wrote same founder. I want. I'm tempted to say same founder. That is correct. Oh, wow, nice, Andrew. What do you got, David? I couldn't think of anything uh, else. I put that they're both Y Combinator companies. I think they both predate Y Combinator, but let's double check. Oh, you're wrong. Sorry. <sighs> that brings Andrew, you're now up to 10 points. Nice. Let's go. Let's hope Marcus gets both of those wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's going to know the Magic UI one. I don't he? know if he will. I don't. You're right. I don't know if he will. <laughs> I do want to say, and I'll probably I'll probably say this again next week. I want to take back my take on the GTR not being a track car. I was properly educated in the comments section. I have now been informed thoroughly about the history of the GTR, how dope it was as a track car, and now I'm not, not up to speed on GTR. So okay. Thank you, comments section. And that's I got a point too. So what am I at? Twelve. In the lead. Uh, as of Up right until now, until we ask Marquez <laughs> yeah. in a Mar few hours, Marquez has a possible delta of two here, putting him in between second and first place until the trivia points Schrodinger's box of this podcast has been opened. I feel like the same founder thing was kind of obvious. Well, you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we got for you for this week. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for next week because I'm sure there will be more stuff coming up very, very soon. We're kind of rounding out the year here. Mm -hmm. uh, we only got two more months officially. This is like the everyone kind of needed everything to be out before Q4 yep. time yep. right now. So, or before Christmas. Are we in Q4? We're in Q4. Either way, yeah, in October. Yeah. Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Pretty much now is the cutoff time. Yes. So. Yes. So keep in touch with waveform i don't know how to do this uh, <laughs> keep watching keep listening and we'll see all of you people of the internet probably won't see you actually because we just look at cameras and you look at our faces so i see everybody damn that's quite a party it is
Don't see you later. Waveform is produced by Adam Molina and Ellis Rovern. We're partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network and Nurture Outro Music was created by Vane Silk. Thanks to Visible for supporting this episode. Visible offers a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data on Verizon's network for 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. But Visible isn't for everyone. For starters, you manage your plan, chat to customer service, and update your eSIM all in their app, and they don't bundle their plans with extras that cost you extra money. So if you want more than 5G, a hotspot, and unlimited data from your wireless plan, and you're willing to stand in line or sit on hold to pay top dollar, you won't want to go to Visible.com to learn more. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.